Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Cote with the Morning Upgrade Podcast. And today I'm very excited to be speaking with Hans Strzina. Hey, Hans. Hey, Ryan, man. Thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Why don't we start off by you telling everyone you know, what you do and, and what your interests are? Yeah, man. So um, currently a realtor partner with the number one real estate or residential real estate team in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm the top producer except uh, outside of the, the founding members of the team on that real estate squad. And that has got a lot of my attention as well as being a co-founder of a podcast post-production company called Streamlined podcast, which has been a lot of fun that we started since COVID. But in a former life, I was a full-time athlete. Um, some might call it professional. My bank account certainly wouldn't agree with that, but I definitely put in the time <laughs> that a professional would. I was in the sport of rowing for 12 years and ultimately um, capital or capped that time of my life off with a berth on the U.S. Olympic team in Rio de Janeiro. Nice. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about the real estate business and going to the Olympics. What are your interests right now? We just bought a house. And so some DIY projects are getting a lot of our attention. Our Pinterest boards are going crazy. Uh, <laughs> me and my wife are having a good time with that. But uh, as far as actual interests are concerned, man, I, I got to say, like I'm, this is so timely that I'm on the show because I really started to dig in on uh, meditation in the morning as part of my morning routine. And a lot of personal development and and frankly, like addressing some of the negativity or some of the unresolved issues that I had from earlier in childhood and trying to bring those back into the fold so I can start to unlock potential that has has been locked up for a long time. So that's that's got a lot of my attention outside of the kind of day-to-day of life. You're giving me too many questions to ask. I try to keep these episodes to 15 minutes. So let's uh, <laughs> let's let's dive in. So the first question I want to ask you is around your real estate business. What does it take to what does it take and to get to number one? It, it was a culmination of all of the stuff uh, that I learned as an athlete, as a just a young person trying to grow and get better, and then actually, obviously, a lot of determination and hard work and putting in extra time. The number one thing I can say that has really helped me above everything else is really actually there's two things and they kind of go hand in hand. One is being able to find a rocket ship, if you will, find a mentor, find somebody who you can get in their slipstream and really see that they're doing it at a high level and go try and add value to them and learn from them so that you can kind of shortcut the path to success. And then number two is once you find that person, being an absolute sponge and trying to apply everything they teach you as soon as they teach it to you. Those two things undoubtedly have gotten me to where I'm at. I mean, there's all the hard work and all the other stuff, podcast books, all the stuff that I can talk about there. But above all of it is that. Yeah, I love that you mentioned mentorship. We, I don't think we've spoken about that yet on, on this podcast. My friend Seth, who's also part of my mastermind, he's actually writing a book on finding a mentor. Um, how did you find yours? Honestly, they kind of came to me through various people in my life. These particular mentors, um, David and Andrew, who are my team leaders and, and business and real estate mentors for sure, and frankly, life mentors to some degree, 
they were introduced to me uh, by a client of my wife who is a personal trainer here in our city. And we, we got to know these people, the, the two of them socially, because they knew I was in real estate uh, and we both were rowers. My wife's also an Olympic rower. And then their son was getting into the sport of rowing and they're really good at real estate. So they kind of connected the dots over a dinner party. We got together on an email thread and then we went for brunch a week or two later. Nothing really came of it at that point. But it, you know, a couple of months later, it was kind of rolling around in my head like these guys know what they're doing and they're they're pretty cool that and they have presumably a cool life and like let's see if i can get in their their world a little bit and and so that's really how it started and then from there i I literally cold emailed them basically saying i've got hustle i've got drive i'm coachable i can bring blah blah and blah to your real estate team and and you can potentially you know start spending more time with your kids and you guys can like start to like unwind or take some of the the, you can be more choosy with the clients you actually work with and spend your time with and i phrased the whole thing and and what it means to them and how it can benefit them and they really they really like that and so that sort of kicked off this whole interview process and almost three years later now here i am yeah, well, I'm definitely glad you mentioned that. Everyone listening, uh, it's a huge takeaway is find a mentor. That's why I'm in the mastermind. I've got my whole group, you know, they're all mentors for me and and I try to be a mentor for them. But also if you can't find someone, you know, there is a way you can find a mentor in terms of just finding someone that really you really resonate with their message and then just consume mm-hmm. everything that they put out. YouTube videos, podcasts, mm-hmm. books that they read that, that they've written. Obviously, it's not as effective as what you're describing. I've had some success with doing it that way as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really trying to learn Instagram right now. And there's a realtor out of New Jersey called Ed Stulak. He's hmm. got like almost 50,000 followers. And he's got, he's like the millennial real estate agent. He's getting, he gets tons of press. And so I'm constantly looking at his stuff and like, what is he doing? What can I learn? What can I apply to my Instagram stuff? Like, what do I like? What do I not like about what he's doing? And Long story short is whether you know that person or not, you can still learn a ton from them, especially with podcasts and YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. Side note, I didn't know your wife was an Olympic rower too. If you guys have kids, uh, you know, they're going to have some <laughs> crazy genes. <laughs> Either you know? that or terrible expectations. <laughs> but we'll try yeah. and uh, keep those at bay as much as possible. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So next I want to talk about the Olympics, you know, the Morning mm-hmm. Upgrade podcast is about personal development. Um, I like to talk about habits and mindset, and both of those, I assume you tell us, but I assume both of those tie in very well or very connected with getting into the Olympics. So, mm-hmm. my first question is what habits did you have that helped you with rowing and, and, and your Olymp- and getting into the Olympics? When I was actually training, um, I had a a really strong morning routine and it was uh, involving basically fuel, like eating, like creating this ridiculous smoothie that would be enough sustenance for most people during their entire day. And I was Mm -hmm. knocking that out before practice. But then also, you know, a little bit of stretching, you know, drinking water, some of that basic stuff, but then also visiting my goals. And I would literally, as I was drinking this smoothie in the morning, sit down and I was at the time using the 10X, the Grant Cardone 10X planner, but you can do it with a notebook if you want. Just piece of paper, doesn't matter. And writing out my goals. And I would write out at the peak of this, I was writing out 
that I wanted to be Olympic gold medalist and that I wanted to be the best two seat in the entire A final. And so that one was sort of like this team goal, this big, big audacious goal that we wanted to hit. And then the second one was more in my power. It's like, I want to be the very best person on this team that I can possibly be so that I know that I haven't left a stone unturned. And I was visiting that every morning by physically writing it down. And I was actually doing the same thing at night. And then I was looking at, you know, the schedule, the training schedule for the day, planning out, you know, when I'm going to eat, when I'm going to go to the, the Cairo and the PT, all that kind of stuff, just so I had a very clear vision for the, for the day. And then on the way to practice, I was almost always listening to podcasts um, or a book on tape, something like that. And usually it was sort of mental, you know, I was listening to actually a lot of Michael Gervais at the time, but I was also listening to Rich Roll. I was listening to Bulletproof Radio. I was listening to some business development and sales development stuff as well, but just something to kind of get me get me going in the right direction um, mentally about what I was kind of thinking about. And then, you know, you show up to practice and you're kind of dialed in, ready to roll. Yeah, sounds like a lot of structure, which doesn't surprise me when you're competing at that level. Uh, you, you probably need it. You mentioned mentally as well. Uh, what does the mindset look like when you're when you're struggling through a practice or in a race, did you have any like tricks or I don't know if I want to say hacks, but do you have any mindset tricks that you defaulted to in those moments? Yeah. Uh, simply put, it was regret. The whole point of that I was driving home every single day, whether, and this doesn't necessarily mean in the midst of a race once in a while it does. But also, you know, the outcome of a practice or the outcome of a of a of a big event that you've been training for. I was thinking, man, if I'm done with this piece, I'm done with this day, I'm done with this week or this race or whatever, or I'm done with my career and I'm looking back and I can't go back, because obviously as an athlete, you have a shelf life and there's a certain point you just physically can't compete anymore. And if I look back on what I'm doing right now or what I have done up until this point, am I going to be satisfied? And every single time the answer was no. And so I knew that I had to keep going. I had to go another season, another, you know, I had to dig a little deeper, a little harder. I had to, un- I had to figure out where that next half a percent was somewhere else in there and go find it and go get it. And frankly, that thought of like, when I'm 40, Am I going to like think back and be like, yeah, I really just juiced it for all it was worth and I got everything out of it? Or am I going to be like, ah, I held back on that one thing or that one session or whatever and, you know, ultimately have that regret that I can't fix and I didn't want that. So that's really what kept me going. Yeah, I love that you're using regret um, or the possibility for regret to fuel you. It, it resonates with me because when I was in high school, I was a, a sprinter on the track team. And not mm-hmm. that I was ever going to make it to the Olympics, but I was I was I'm usually placed in the top three. But I, I look, you know, you know, years later, I, I remember thinking to myself, and I've had this thought many times, what if, you know, if I had really committed myself to practice, could I have done better? And you know, so that, that's why it resonated with me because I've had that thought many times, like what could I have done? And uh, I think that's a powerful message. You know, what will your future self think about this moment if you quit? And when you really stack those on top of each other, because obviously sports is is a good analogy for this because it's physically uncomfortable when you're in the race and your legs hurt and you're breathing and you're 180 beats a minute and your heart's going out of your chest and all that stuff. It's in your nature. Your body is telling you to stop. 
And then having that sort of mind over matter battle constantly is something that you is important to win more often than not. And, you know, I think that separates anyone who's good at anything is do the thing that's uncomfortable. Um, you know, which is part of why I do things like I take a cold shower that, you know, now in the morning, like four or five times a week, cause I want to do what's hard and I want to tell my body to do what I tell it to do. So that way, when I get in an uncomfortable conversation with a client, I just have it as opposed to not. And, you know, that will hopefully help me be a better agent and be a better business person and all that sort of stuff. Um, when I'm starting to practice it on those little things like that. And it does work. I, mean, I, I, I've done cold showers as well. And when you're about to get into the shower, cold shower, your mind starts to try to talk you out of it pretty strongly, actually. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, when you overcome it, it's a very satisfying feeling. And then you do that, you know, week after week, it does start to stack up for sure. Yeah. I mean, this morning I popped in, I, I put it on warm. Just, I wasn't even thinking I got in, it was warm. I was like, wait a second, hold on. And I like cranked it over <laughs> to the cold side and it eventually it got cold. And then I was just, but I was in it and I was like, got out and I felt better afterwards. And that's the thing is like, when you do the hard thing, generally speaking afterwards, you feel better. And if you do the easy thing, you let yourself off, you feel worse. I think we've all had that to one degree or another. So, you know, practicing that as much as you possibly can, I think is really helpful. 100% agree. So Hans, why don't we wrap up? You you had mentioned meditation as part of your morning routine that you've mm-hmm. started to get really big into it. Can you end with just a recap of how you meditate, what, what you do, what the benefits that you see from it? I've had the privilege of having a couple of really cool guests on my podcast, you being one of them, but we didn't talk about meditating on your on your episode. I had a couple of other guys who did and I learned a ton from them and I actually grabbed one of their books and read through it and basically realized that like through meditation and the and the practice of mindfulness, simply sitting in silence, you can throw a little music on or or in silence and just listening to your breath and just focusing on the in and out of it helps you build that muscle of being mindful, which then can help you deal with unresolved, you know, trauma or issues that you had in your past or a really hard situation that you're going through right now and today. And and so what I literally what I do is I have this app called Insight Timer. It's totally free. And it's more of a platform for people to create meditations on it. Um, so people, you know, you can find literal literally anything on there you want from yoga meditation to stress relief to sleep aid to whatever and you can have these guided meditations for 10 or 20 or 30 minutes go and you throw your head or earphones in and you follow along or you can create a little timer for yourself with gongs and waves or or a river running or whatever and just have some really nice calming music and sit there yourself and i've been doing a, a combination of both most of the time actually the last week or so i've just had the timer going for 20 minutes and and really just trying to focus on my breath and stay very present, see how I'm feeling, feel the air in and out and all that stuff. And it's really been uh, fascinating what, how, how much more mindful in my life and how I feel differently through the rest of the day and how I view things differently when I just start to practice that for something as short as 20 minutes. And occasionally then I'll throw in a guided one to try and learn something from someone else, you know? So I guess I do that combination, but I think that's really critical. First thing I do in the day before I read or any of that other stuff, that's what I try and hit. Yeah, it's a game changer. I I use the Insight Timer app as well 
And uh, yeah, everyone listening, it's a game changer and you got to stick to it. You got to commit to it for a while uh, to really see the benefits. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Hans. It's uh, first thing in the morning. It's, it's a great way to start your day. Well, we went a longer than I normally go because I really enjoyed this conversation. There was so much we could talk about. I feel like we could have kept on going. But if people want to learn more about you or continue the conversation with you, what's the best website? What's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, you can go on to hansstrazina.com, which is H-A-N-S-S-T-R-U-Z-Y-N-A.com. You've got my podcast, my real estate stuff, and a contact form. And then if you're on social media, I'm on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. I'm at Chief Sna, S-N-A-H, which is Hans backwards. So you can go check me out over there. And uh, and I post uh, pretty regularly. And if you DM me and want to chat, I look at all of those and try and respond as quickly as possible. Awesome. And we'll, we'll link up uh, your website and we'll link up your Instagram in the show notes. Appreciate it, Hans. Really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate having me on. You're welcome. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.